Hello, hello, and welcome to the Austin Seattle Podcast. This week is a very special episode. We are going to interview someone who, after 15 years of renting, decided to buy a house. We're going to go over that entire process. So uh, with me today, I have the wonderful... Jason Saldariaga, as always. <laughs> You're always fabulous. You're always here. <laughs> as always, yeah. <laughs> Hi. Hi. <laughs> I'm Charlotte Reynolds. I also am always here. Yes, you are. Sarah Kate Davis. All right. And I am Christian Nossum. And we are the Awesome Nossum Group. We are a group of real estate agents in the Seattle area. Our brokerage is at Wilson Realty Exchange, Inc. Woohoo. Ding. Oh. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that, but we did. I didn't know we were in Inc. Yeah. Um, so... Our guest today is actually Jason Saldariaga. As always. Hello. <laughs> Thanks for being with us today. You're welcome. Thanks for making it you. all the way here. <laughs> Just in time for this episode. So first off, let's congratulate Jason for buying For a being house. me. Yay. I'm so happy for you. I did it. I did it. <laughs> I'm a big kid now. <laughs> yes, yes. Mommy, wow. Mommy, wow. Anyways, we were just uh, playing that a few weeks we, ago. We tried to find the, yeah. the music, and yeah. there were some really weird, like modern videos. remixes with Nicki Minaj influences. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's start off with some questions, Jason, since you were the one that just purchased this house. Yeah, so as Christian just mentioned, you've been, you know, obviously renting for the last 15 years. So, what made you decide that purchasing a home was the right move for you? Well, it's something I've wanted to do for a long time. In Seattle, it can be pretty tough because it's so expensive mm-hmm. and competitive. <clears throat> Obviously, I'm a real estate agent. I've been a real estate agent now for two and a half years. To get a loan or a good loan, you generally need two years in the same career field. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so that was one of the requirements kind of, you know, after I, yeah, after I changed careers to become a real estate agent kind of. Oh, I have to wait now. I can't yeah. mm-hmm. hit the ground running and buy a house immediately. So that was part of it. And then, um, you know, right now interest rates are really low. Um, the Seattle market, it's just a, it seems like a good time to buy. So it was a, a perfect storm. It was time. Mm-hmm. It was definitely not because of my lease. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> we all know that. Yeah. Well, we're definitely going to go over that yeah, as we'll well. Yeah, we'll talk about that. So what would you say the most important thing you did to prefer? prepare yourself for this successful journey that you just finally accomplished. Yeah, I think, and this is how I am with pretty much everything. And we do this as a team with our clients. It's about knowing what I'm getting myself into my education. Um, being a real estate agent, obviously I was very informed, but I try to get everyone that I work with on a, you know, at, on this an equal playing field so you know what you're doing I, I hate clients who trust me so much they don't want to read the form they're sign, signing mm-hmm. I want them to know what they're signing what that means um, and so um, honestly I think that is by far the most important aspect understanding the market understanding the process the legal requirements all the stuff um, and so I know with our clients we give home buying classes with them uh, about every month we give a home buying class and if a client that isn't able to come to one we still give them like this the whole spiel yeah and, and then you can find out our next class at beersandhomebuying.com yeah you can Ooh, plug <clears throat> plug um so 
Yeah, so you'd say the most important thing you did to make yourself successful is just really uh, preparing yourself for for the journey, understanding the process, understanding what you get for your money, um, kind of dialing in your neighborhoods, your preferred neighborhoods. And I mean, you were kind of like most people, you were somewhat open to the areas that you were interested in. Um, yeah, Jason, how did you decide what neighborhoods you wanted to look at? Um, I have the, my partner and I took advantage of the fact that we were renters for the last five years and we moved pretty much every year to different neighborhoods and and really explored the city. Being a real estate agent, I see neighborhoods daily. Um, So I was living in Fremont, I was renting in Fremont and I love that area of North Seattle, Fremont, Ballard, Finney, Greenwood, Green Lake, that whole area. And so I kind of, that was where my heart was. That's where my focus was. And Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, that was a little different than our clients at least because I, like I said, I explore neighborhoods constantly. That's my job. So, but, uh, so I kind of did, we do neighborhood tours with clients. So I kind of did my own through my clients over Mm -hmm. the last two and a half years. But, but, uh, but yeah, North Seattle is amazing moving and exploring the different neighborhoods in that way was super helpful. Although moving is not very fun. Yeah, sure, it no. helped in your home buying yeah, process. No, not so much. <laughs> it's actually kind of funny. We, my wife and I did a similar thing. We lived on North Beacon Hill for five years. And when we decided, after we had kids, we decided we needed to move up north on the other side of downtown, I should say, because my family lives in Linwood. So in order to get help, with the kids, if we ever wanted it, they had to drive through downtown. And it was like every time was an hour journey. So we had to explore neighborhoods. We first rented in different neighborhoods in North Seattle to figure out which one felt right for us too. So it's, yeah. it's a very similar similar process and it works really well for people. If you're if you're looking to move um, and you're, you're looking to rent, start exploring neighborhoods that way. That's a, it's a great way to go about it. Yeah, I mean, we had, my partner and I had some requirements. We the number one being we had to be able to walk to a grocery store. He doesn't mm-hmm. drive. I try to drive as little as possible. And so that's that was like a requirement that limited it to like more of a central location in terms of each neighborhood. But other than that, I really, you know, the North Seattle area is just so much fun and there's so much there. Yeah. So when you bought, you were actually in a lease. Yeah. And your lease had somewhat recently, if I remember correctly. Yeah, like August, I signed a year lease. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and you closed in November. So how did all that pan out? And did you end up paying a big penalty or what happened there? Can you explain? Yeah, so I uh, moved into this, my previous place, the, the apartment in Fremont. I moved there last year, last August. So when this August came around and we needed to renew the lease, um. I knew by that point, you know, within the next year, my goal is to own a house. Um, And so I reached out to my landlord and I went over to his place and we talked for like 30 minutes. And I was just very honest. I said, you know, no, that's a lie. I didn't. That was a different discussion. He took us to dinner and we actually discussed Hmm. it there. Um, oh, I and I, was I want just, him to be my I know. Yeah. He sounds very oh, nice. Oh, he's very nice. Very nice. But yeah, we, we discussed our goals. And I was very direct. Look, my goal is to buy a house um, in the next year. And so in my head, I was thinking we're going to go month month to month. However, he had made a comment that he was thinking of raising the rent. Um, he was willing to 
do month to month, but I did not feel great about the idea of him raising the rent, mm-hmm. at, you know, randomly. Yeah, because at that point can he do. could yep. yeah. every single month. Yep. Um, and he had said, you know, no matter what, if you help me find somebody to cover your to move in and re- take over your lease, um, you're fine. So I basically, all right, well, I guess I'll we'll sign a year lease then, if that's the case. That way, I protect the rental amount mm-hmm. for a year, and I still have the flexibility to move as long as we find somebody to replace my lease. But that's pretty easy in Seattle, and it worked out perfectly in terms of the time frame. So yeah, and uh, that's often the case. If you just ask, even some of these big apartment buildings, if you just ask, hey, I'm thinking of buying a house or I'm thinking of moving. How can I not have to pay a penalty or how can I break this lease lease early? Um, What would the penalty be? And hey, if I found the next renter to take over my lease, can I reduce or minimize or completely eliminate my, you know, penalty, whatever that would be? Because you're doing their job for them in their opinion, or it should doesn't always work this way, but it should just really be no different. They're going to collect they're going to have a new tenant in there, but they're going to collect rent every single month. Yeah, and he was able to raise the rent. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, and he raised it quite a bit. So, when, congratulations. When <laughs> yeah. All right, let's move on to some financing questions. So, with all of our clients, we always want them to get underwritten upfront, which underwritten is basically just a, a much more in depth pre approval. It's just really making sure that you can actually afford what you want. So, uh, how did that process work for you, especially considering your commission-only uh, real estate agent? That's a little different than a normal nine-to-five W two employee. Yeah, I mean, it was honestly pretty simple. I just needed to show pay stubs or my commission checks for mm-hmm. the recent past, um, and they basically used that to calculate my annual income. It was fairly easy because I had two years of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I encountered some. Uh, weirdness like we all do and I'm not going to go into too much specifics there but everyone all this is one of the reasons we always advise our clients to get pre-underwritten because you I there's always hiccups there's always hiccups and there was hiccups along the way even after I was underwritten Mm -hmm. Um, you know that's why a lot of times when you talk to people or if you yourself already bought a lot of times the worst part of the experience of home buying is the financing side um, it can be very stressful depending on the lender. That's why it's recommended that you listen to your real estate agent. And yeah. like if they recommend certain lenders, definitely pursue that and see if they, they're a good fit because most likely there's a reason they're being recommended. Exactly. Uh, they make, they're honest, they're they, smooth process. They mm-hmm. have a good track record because you, nine times out of 10, it's financing that causes the hiccups. And here with my journey, with my home purchase, um, the, the weird hiccups was really from that aspect, from the financing side. So what kind of documentation other than pay stubs did you have to provide? Oh, God, everything. <laughs> Actually, I'll be honest, less than I thought. I'll be honest. Yeah. Uh, so it's more like tax returns, um, bank statements for whatever accounts that you need, yeah. that they need to know about um, to see like where the money's coming from, that sort of thing. Um you know, it, it was pretty simple. I'm very organized. And so I wanted to make this point before, um, you know, there part of my knowledge buildup in order to prepare myself to be ready to buy a house 
that it was more than just accepting and learning knowledge and you know data and understanding the the process of home buying it also was a lot of work to organize my stuff so my assets organize my paperwork you know my statements so when the time came that i was getting ready to be underwritten and they asked for various bank statements or whatever it was literally a five second like here's my dropbox folder of all of my financial information some clients it can take them months especially if you're working with an hr department that can take a few weeks just getting certain paperwork from hr that you need for the lending aspect so that really sped up my process having that all organized yeah and working with a lender that can give you that list up front before you get under contract on a house Mm -hmm. is super helpful so you can start gathering all of that documentation up front for sure um do you want to talk about short verified income and kind of how how you were able to buy within a with only actually using one year instead of two years income yeah i mean uh, and this is more of a discussion with a a lender directly who knows more specifics about this but basically from your understanding being on that side of the process yeah i i started this discussion saying that i needed two years of income to buy a house and that was not necessarily true to get the best loan to have the most options in terms of the loan um, different loan options you can have mm-hmm. to have the most options you generally need two years of income from the same career um i had some weirdness with mine like i was saying and basically part of it was that they only looked at a year and so that limited some of the loan programs that i would qualify for it was yep. fine i still got a great rate but it just limited if i wanted to do something fancy or do less down per yep. se it would just my hands were a little more tied than it would have been if i had two full years of yeah. uh, oh. consistent income from the commission checks and i want to add on a quick tip for people too if you didn't know this if you were recently in school learning how to do your job, lenders will actually qualify you based on your school history. So you don't actually have to be working for two years in order to qualify. If you went to school to be a veterinarian or whatever you are, computer scientist, anything, as long as it's the same career as you were currently employed in, they consider that as job history, work history. Nice. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's cool. Yep. So everybody that's waiting to have two years after graduating and two years in their job, you don't have to. They'll consider that. So it's kind of cool. All right. Let's move on to actually making offers on houses. Now, you had a somewhat somewhat of a somewhat, I don't know, probably normal but also abnormal experience. Um, Sarah Kate, why don't you kind of go into this a little bit? Yeah, so we know initially that you offered on a different house than the one you ended up purchasing. So tell us about the first house you made an offer on and how that process went. It was a great house and I wanted to buy it and I'm not kidding. I'm saying this because you if, did that, love it. if that listing agent if that listing agent <laughs> oh, is yeah, listening to this, she probably thinks I backed out of that house because I found something else. That is not what happened. Okay. Well, you didn't even know about this no. until after. So, I found a, a great house. I really liked it. It was significantly less than what I ended up buying. But, uh, um, great, but location. Yeah, a, a great location. It just needed some work. It was move-in ready. but it, you Per know, se. Per se. But it needed some updates. A little TLC. But yeah. 
So I put an offer on, on it knowing that it needed some updates, but I did not know that it needed some sewer work. Major sewer major, work. Major sewer. Well, according to the three plumbers I consulted, it's possible they consulted somebody else. I don't know the details. <laughs> Who disagreed. But, but I consulted three plumbers during uh, – so I got the offer accepted um, on this first house and um, – had your inspection had, period. Did the inspection, and during the inspection, I had a sewer scope done, which is basically when a plumber comes out and puts a camera through the, from the house to the city main to look at the pipes, mm-hmm. and there was just a, it was like an original line, almost a hundred years old, very weathered, cracking in certain areas, some areas the chunks of concrete had like fallen out, and the worst part for me as a new owner it was underneath like two to three of my neighbor's houses slash yards yeah yeah so you know all of this added up you know basically i had three plumbers it's like okay this needs to get fixed and we just could not come to a an agreement with the um, seller with the seller the seller basically rejected the sewer completely basically and just said no the sewer's fine um and so um you know the listing agent who I thought I had good rapport with, uh, she was on vacation, but it, it, there's just a lot of back and forth and it did not seem that we were going to find an, uh, a mutual understanding. So I backed mm-hmm. out and yep. uh, they got, they just closed. So yeah. on a, they got another offer obviously. So yeah, good for them. This is why it's super important to do a sewer scope as part of your inspection yes. process because you can find all kinds of secrets and surprises. Mm-hmm. And it's expensive. Yes, sewer lines yeah. are, do not run cheap. Sewer scopes are like 200 to 250 bucks. Yeah, it's worth it. Way worth time. it. And yeah. in Seattle, you own everything up to the city main, so. There's a there's a lot of ground to cover. Yep. Yeah, the inspection was great. I was so excited about this house, and then the sewer happened. <laughs> I was like, oh crap. And honestly, I I didn't think it was when it when I saw it, I didn't. I was like, oh well, the sellers will will find a, a, an agreement here right. because they have to. We have to. It's an issue. I'm not I'm not saying it's my opinion. You know, like no, I had three plumbers. Like they say. You know, and we just didn't come to an agreement. So it is what it is. That's happened to me before. And sometimes they're just like stubborn and they don't want to, they, they think they can get somebody else. And I mean, yep. obviously it these happens. people did and it's frustrating, but you yep. know, wasn't the house. I'm happy with how it ended up though. So. Yes. So with that, whenever you make an offer within 48 hours of getting your offer accepted, you have to uh, get your earnest money check deposited. So you had earnest money deposited. How, since you backed out, how did you get it back? Yes, yeah, so I got it back as a check that they mailed me. It took a couple days mm-hmm. after um, we, com- both parties agreed to terminate the deal. Um, and so what, like two to three days later, I got a check in the mail. It was pretty quick. I don't think the escrow company wants to hold on to money that's not theirs no they definitely don't every, <laughs> every I, I know like they have audits and if they have money yeah. in their accounts it's really problematic they need letters for every single like yep. amount of monies that they have sitting there okay so let's go over the second house this is the house you actually bought so this is interesting um and it really came about in a unique way that none of us had really planned um a past client of mine that i helped buy this house I don't know, four or five years ago, three years ago. I don't really remember. They reached out and they wanted to sell and buy another house. 
they didn't want to sell until they found their next house because they didn't want to have to move twice, which makes sense. So they needed to sell their house, but not move out of their new or their, they wanted to sell their current house, not move out until after they purchased their new house so that they can move into the new house first. And then, yeah, someone else can move into their house. So it was a very complicated process. Um, we had been looking off and on for months at this point for houses Nothing really made a lot of sense for them. All of a sudden, they found a perfect house for them. Um, we made an offer. It was a multiple offer situation. They ended up getting the offer accepted, but they then quickly needed to get their house sold. The only way this could all work was if I found someone to buy their house. You happened to be helping me with making a website for that house to list it. And you were like, this house is gorgeous. Where is this? And you learn more about it. And then you were like, maybe I'll buy this house. And so this was just literally days after you had backed out of the other one. Days after, and it's the exact same house, pretty much. Yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> it's literally really? almost the same floor plan, yeah. wow. same vintage, different neighborhood. And completely updated. Yeah, yes. this one is 100% updated. With right. a brand new sewer line. <laughs> it's very beautiful. Yes. So, um, yeah, it was it was an interesting process how that all came about. Um, so I went over there to get photos done. Uh, you were putting the photos into the listing website, and you were like, wow, this is cool. Um, yeah, your, your clients had very good taste, Christian. The house is beautiful. Yeah. Very nice updates. Yeah, to me, it's all like such an interesting turn of events, and it makes me really wonder, like, why was this the house? How did it all come together? Mm -hmm. uh, it's a great question. It's a great question. Uh, honestly, it was one of those things. I'm very particular. My partner and I are so obnoxious. <laughs> and uh, at least you you're know, aware of we're it. Not well, uh, can I just, <laughs> sorry to interrupt you, just to point out one thing. As you've been renting, you've been renting brand new for, for what, the last five years? Yeah. First tenant, this mm -hmm. house is how old? 110 years old. <laughs> <laughs> but recently renovated in the last two years and renovated in the way that I would have renovated. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, obviously there's things here and there, but very much like the style, the decisions they made, so many renovations almost every single renovation you go in and there's just this large gaping bad decision for yes, like and, every, and everyone has that like every mm -hmm. buyer you know like everyone's gonna have their own like i can't believe they did that and yeah. somebody else is gonna think i can't believe they did that another thing with this renovation i thought wow they, they did everything I, there's nothing like that for me which was shocking and uh i mean it's, it's just a great house and in my dream neighborhood so mm-hmm Perfect. So how did the moving process go for you? I'm assuming because you've moved five times in the last five years, you've got it down. You have a system. I Kind of, yeah. Although I, it is funny with this move, my partner and I were so over. They're just not interested. In, we, were, <laughs> oh, we did not want to move. And so it was so easy just to like take it easy, not wrap things the way we normally wrap things. And and I just kept saying, no, we have, this is the marathon. We are literally like, this is the last move for a lot. Like yeah, we're not moving exactly. next year. Like, come on. And so it was. You gotta do it right. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, we're very organized. Um, we have movers. Um, I did key. not schedule movers the day after closing. That's another key. Even mm -hmm. though in this, 
it, it, we could have done it pretty quickly. Um, with this deal, I didn't mention this, but in order to make it work for them, they had to close. We had to close on this deal first before they could close on their new purchase because they needed the funds from this sale for their down payment on the next house. Exactly. Yep. Not uncommon. Um, you know, that's obvious. That's pretty common for a lot of homeowners. Mm-hmm. But uh, to make that work, basically, we did a rent back. So basically, after close for about two weeks, there I was their l- landlord, um, and then they were they actually moved out really quickly. So I got possession quicker than I was expecting. But uh, but yeah, I mean, it was a, a fun move. I moved from a three-story townhouse, so that was a lot of stairs. Lots of stairs. Good um, cardio. Get those steps in, Jason. That's why I paid somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I stood out there with my wine, just being like, what box is that? That goes there. <laughs> you should have invited me over. I would have helped you with that. No, you'd be like, what? How much stuff do you have? No no judgment. As long as you give me wine, I'll be there. (laughs) Next time. Next year. (laughs) In 10 years. (laughs) So, you know, as somebody who teaches the home buying process on a monthly basis, what do you think is the most important thing that you learned about the home buying process during this journey? You know, it's something I knew, but you just don't really know until you go through it yourself. It's mm-hmm. the emotional aspect. Oh, you know, yeah. obviously buying a house is a, an emotional roller coaster. And it should be if it's not <laughs> most likely you have <laughs> significant money or or you don't view money the way maybe you should. I don't know, but <laughs> but like, you know, it's natural for this to be uh, difficult emotional or emotional because it's yeah. such a big commitment. Yeah. Um, but going through it, just being reminded of that and, uh, and how easy it is to make rash decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, my job as an agent is to kind of make sure that my clients keep viewing the North Star as w- their goal and keep going towards that instead of making rash decisions. But being in the weeds, doing it yourself, it's, it's easy to say that, yeah, you know. For sure. so, so that was uh, just eye-opening. It was a good reminder. And I think it expanded my empathy for my clients. Good. Did anything come up during this process that you weren't expecting? Hmm. Good <laughs> question. Uh, th- there was some stuff with lending, um, just weird, you know, different forms that I needed that I didn't expect to. But, you know, everyone, like I said, has their own st- journey with that yeah. aspect of the, it's the process. It's so personal. The financing part is so personal. It's always different for everyone. It's just, yeah, that's that's part of it. It is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there were so many parts. I will say, like, little things like the moving procedure, you know, getting utilities set up mm-hmm. and uh, that sort of thing. It's a little different being a homeowner versus renting. It's it's very similar, but, it, but it's a little different. And so little things like that um, were kind of surprising. Um, this is really random, but the house had an alarm system. And uh, kind of dealing with seeing how that kind of transition works was interesting. Every alarm system's different, so I'm not going to go into details. But <laughs> things like that, it's just mm-hmm. little things that you don't necessarily, as even as an agent, our clients, we they're generally pretty transparent and open with us. But there's even stuff that they're, ah, I'm not going to tell my agent. There's no need to yeah. worry them about, about this. And, and so like stuff like that, a lot of times just kind of they deal with. And so seen it firsthand it's Mm -hmm. it's an interesting well it makes us better agents hearing from each of us whenever we buy a house you know those little things that we don't necessarily hear from our clients but do happen 
so that we can better prepare our clients down the road. Yeah. And, and, you know, again, it is a 110 year old house. And so, you know, like I was saying with the emotions just now and, and how easy it is to like make rash decisions, you idealize it. And then when you move in, it's still a 110 year old house, Mm -hmm. you know, and so it's a great home, but there's stuff that needs to be maintained, but also maybe replaced or repaired. And so, you know, coming from five years of brand new um, houses, you know, it's just a different type of issue as opposed to, oh, the builders made an issue. It's like, oh no, like this floor needs to get repaired or refinished or replaced mm-hmm. something. But, you know, like little things, you wouldn't see that with a new house. And you're not so. a tenant where you would just call your landlord to fix it. Mm-hmm. Now you're in control. And yeah. You have and you got to pay for it. Yeah. Double edged sword, good and bad. <laughs> yeah. Enough, yeah. So if you were going to do it all over again, what would you do differently, if anything? I'll be honest. I don't know if I would change really anything about how I did it. I would, and I would hope most agents would say the same mm-hmm. because they have the experience exactly. hopefully to, yeah. to do it the right way. But I would say, you know, I would moving forward the next time I buy a house, having already gone through this process, you know, I, I do understand the process much better. I see, mm-hmm. I, I understand the roller coaster, the ups and downs, and I can see the forest for the trees. So I, you know, I, I think just having the perspective that I have now, it, it helps. Um, you know, not every agent out there is a homeowner, and that is not necessarily a bad thing. You know, obviously, the more experience they have, probably the better, but you can get experience elsewhere. Mm-hmm. That being said, having this experience, um, you know, is definitely, I'm already able to speak with so much more confidence about certain things that before I, I wasn't, I would refer to my partners on, you know, like the lender or my team members, you know, because I didn't go through it myself and now I can speak with bravado about it. So, yeah. Well, I think that's all we got. Thank you very much, Jason, for sharing your journey from renter to homeowner. Um, I hope that you listener got something out of that. There was a lot of gold in there, uh, that you should have really been able to learn from. So, uh, and if any of you, listening are interested in you know chatting with us um, we make it super easy you can just go to our website awesomenawesome.com forward slash schedule it's uh you can just schedule a time to meet up but there is no pressure no obligation we can meet you at a bar or a coffee shop or your home or anywhere wherever you want to meet um, for a half hour and just kind of help you understand the home buying process. It's very, very simple, very no pressure. That's our whole style. Uh, and we're very transparent. So thank you again, Jason, for sharing your entire, your journey. You were and a lovely congratulations. guest. Thanks, Jason. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm so happy for you. Woohoo. <laughs> and you get tax benefits. Yeah. When are you inviting us over? Tonight. Yes. <laughs> Woohoo. All right. Well, thank you, Jason. And thank you everyone for listening. Thanks friends. Thank you.